from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Hey, Jeff! Hi, Aaron. Welcome all. To all my fantasy children, my name is Aaron Catano. And I'm Jeff Stormer. <laughs> and uh, this is a podcast <laughs> where we take your tabletop fantasy character prompts, we match three of them up of the same color, and then they pop, and then they fall into another row. We have a little. We have a gun that shoots your prompts upward <laughs> okay. to try to connect them into other blocks of prompts. Whoa, are we okay? So we're moving into the. Hi guys, we're moving into the <laughs> mobile gaming industry now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we've yeah. kind we're of getting... combined Candy Crush and Bubble Bobble. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This podcasting is fine. Like it's a fun hobby. Yeah. But where the real money is, mm-hmm. microtransactions. It's so true. So we're going to get them sweet, sweet, all my fantasy children microtransactions. If you guys would like to continue the episode, um, you're going to have to pay $1.99 or wait 48 hours to finish the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've actually used up all of our jokes for this episode, so um, we're just going to be waiting here for a little while. If so. you want to purchase more joke gems, you can either pay $5 now or wait six days and then the yeah. joke gems mm-hmm. will have refreshed. So, um, yeah. Alright, well. Alright, cool. It looks like some gem payments have gone through, so we're good. Oh, thank God. Oh, bless you. Uh, wait a minute. I'm getting a, I'm getting a gem right now on my phone. The joke gem is from at the Foxblood. Their contribution is a cobalt. That's it. Have at it. Hashtag cobalt prompt. I like this prompt particularly because they've been sending us uh, cobalt prompts for weeks, and it makes me really happy to get <laughs> yeah. a different one every week. They're really clever. I gotta say, Vivi, you are a very loyal junior wizard, especially in the in the joy of spamming us prompts. It makes me so love fucking it. Makes happy. me so happy, and yes. I love that. It, I love that at the end of all of this, it was just like cobalt. I've had it. There you go. <laughs> I give up. I threw my hands in the sky. Well, that's the one that we're using. Yeah. So fuck it. All right. So this joke gem. What do you want to do? So it's a cobalt. What the fuck is a... All right. For all of us junior, junior wizards like me, I'm like a kindergartner wizard. I'm just a fake nerd, Jeff. Can you tell me, what is a cobalt? So kobolds in Dungeons and Dragons, in the traditional D&D uh, role-playing game parlance, are sort of cave-dwelling, dragon-adjacent lizard things. They're sort of mildly evil, or at least portrayed as such. And then there's a lot of, like, stuff that I don't particularly feel like getting into. Mm. So I have some thoughts about how this fits into fantasy. Yeah, I'm really interested in those thoughts, because I read it too, and what the fuck? There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, so we're not gonna go down that road, Junior Wizards. Uh, Fuck that nonsense, and we're just gonna make it up for ourselves. Yeah, I've got some interesting thoughts, um... So one of the things that I'd, I'd like to carry over, but sort of cut a lot of the weirdness, the weird D&D-ness of it all. Yes, please. Is I think it's interesting that kobolds are sort of tied inherently to gnomes. Mm. I think that's neat. And cause especially because I really like the gnome stuff that we talked about last episode. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I think that there's something there. And I think what my thoughts are is, I kind of like the idea of kobold as sort of an adjacent idea to gnome. Sort of in the generations after Tia Matt gets unfrozen, I like the idea that kobolds are just gnomes 
with sort of dragon blood, and they're sort of bringing back that dragon heritage of old. Oh. So maybe even after, um, uh, Ravenspire, after that sort of culture, after the uh, spire and the spirit dragons really takes off, maybe they're sort of like the dragon pride people. They're like, yeah, we're dragons. We're, you know, we have, we're connected to dragons. We're not full blood we're not full blood dragons but we're we are connected to the proud heritage of the dragon and we're going to celebrate that i think there are dragons i think there are definitely dragons around i've always th- i've always kind of pictured dragons as like hiding in caves and things and now i think is it a safer time for a dragon to emerge like in you know just mi- hanging out in like fucking moon crescent perether guild I think some of them, I think some of the, 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 the kinder dragons, some of the more sociable dragons, some of the nobler dragons, I think there are still, like, evil-ass dragons, of like, course. hanging out on a pile of gold, like, don't take my stuff. Please don't rob my house. Please stop breaking into my place and stealing all the, my, stealing my bed. Like, I sleep <laughs> on this hoard. Why are you taking my bed? Um, I like this. I like this a lot, that a cobalt is a, a, a dragon person. Yeah. But like a dragon dragon person. Right, right, right. They're sort of connected to dragon. They're kind of like dragonborn, but since we've already kind of given the term dragonborn to another thing, this is kind of fills that space. And they're cobalt. Love this. Okay, so this is a cobalt. How about it? Yeah. And how should Jeff, do you have any ideas as to how the fuck we are going to make this character? Because as we stated, we have no creativity between us. You know, I, 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 I certainly do have an idea, Aaron. What is it? Uh, I'm thinking that maybe, just maybe. We take a trip back. We go back to basics. Oh. You know, we go back to our old stomping grounds. Oh. We take a trip home. <laughs> we hit what's, we go to where it's comfortable. We start raiding the fridge. Yeah. Sleeping in our old bed. What is that old bed, Jed? Tell me what's on the sheets. What's printed on those sheets? What's printed on those sheets is the complete text of central casting. <laughs> it's actually not super comfortable because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not really pretty or comfortable no. because it's made of paper and it's, and it's text. It's just so much. It's so, <laughs> I tried my best. I like outfitted our twin beds with like, I tried to make sheets out of paper and I tried Very to make pillows out of paper, but it's terrible, but it's the best I got. I never said home was a great place to visit, but it's what we have. I am covered in paper cuts. <laughs> Every inch of my body. I, it is a living hell. Well, I'm so sorry. Um, but that's the nature of central casting. There are good things and then there are bad things. This is true. This is true. The bad things are just a wave of paper cuts that have just really, I've lost probably about a pint of blood in the last month. Well, you know, uh, I can't do anything to help you. So I'm going to ask you to not fall asleep and really buckle down. (laughs) I'm not entirely sure if this is happening right now, but I think we're just going to go with it. Jack, 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 Jack. Go ball, go ball, 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 ball. What? <laughs> that laugh was also part of the dream, by the way. <laughs> by the way, Jeff, if you're wondering uh, if this is real or not, I want <laughs> I want you to <laughs> think of me recording this episode dressed as <laughs> Heath Ledger <laughs> as the Joker. Okay. I am in full face makeup and I'm staring deep into your eyes <laughs> as you lay in your paper bed <laughs> bleeding I'm out assuming, I'm and assuming I'm... no shirt and a knife in your hand <laughs> why so serious Jeff why so serious and I'm just trying to read you a bedtime story about this kobold yep that sounds bad. what bad-ish. is happening 
So let's dive in, it's, shall we? It's been a while since we made a character, kids. <laughs> so forgive us as we get back to basics and get warm again. Oh. All right. So where do we start at this at this bed? Where do we? How do we make the bed? Roll me a d10. We'll figure out what type of culture they're from, and from there we'll figure out sort of where they live. Six. A six. They're a barbarian. Shut the fuck up. That's Jeff. interesting. Jeff. Do you want to know something really awesome? There's another that? prompt that Vivi fucking sent us that's a kobold goddamn barbarian. Is it really? Yes! Are we going to cover, like, all kobold bases? Just do it. All right. So it's a bar- Kobold barbarian. That's two. Let's just let's just see how many we can knock out. Okay. Um, We want to roll a d6 for pronoun? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So they are a kobold barbarian. All right. Roll me a d hundred for their uh their social status, their their living, their lifestyle. <laughs> six. <laughs> a d one hundred. I got a six. They're poor, but yeah, that may kind of make sense with a barbarian. Yes, you know? I mean this. Is, I mean, as much as I wish I could have rolled a barbarian that wears a fucking like pantsuit every day and like uses a briefcase. That's not that's not in the dice. Yeah. No. 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 So th- are you thinking like tattered rags, barbarian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A genderless Conan. Yeah, right. That's kind of cool. So, uh, to figure out who this, uh, kobold's parents are, Jeff, I'm gonna ask you to roll, and I'm gonna use a, use a d8, and I'm gonna use Madeline Hale's table fables. Okay. I rolled a seven. Yo, everybody is fucking halflings. That's because they're, they're everywhere. (laughs) They're everywhere. That's actually, you know what? That's actually really interesting. There's a really interesting story beat there that I'd like to talk about a little bit. Because the halflings are closed off for much of their history. They're locked in their little town. Mm -hmm. They're locked in the guild, right? The forest around them is closed, is, is locked them in. They are, they are held under a military dictatorship. But then after that, I imagine there's gotta be like an exodus, right? Oh, god, yeah. Once you have the freedom to leave, once, like, once the forest is tamed a little bit, and you can kind of navigate your way out, I imagine that the people like Eliza and Callahan that, like, leave yeah. are probably pretty numerous. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it sucks. Like, we always try to talk about how shitty P-Guild is. Like, Truth yeah. is awesome, but, like, Truth or Guild sucks. And so, like, between people fleeing Grasshopper City and people just, like, mingling with other cultures when, like, things open up, yeah, they probably spread around a lot, and I think that's kind of cool. I just, yeah, okay. So, yeah, I like that, that the, the explorer race then is definitely a halfling. Yeah, they're kind of the pioneers. They kind of are this. the people seeing things just to see them. That's kind of interesting. I like that a lot. That's neat. Yeah, I do too, because once you shake off a shitty mil, once you're freed of like a terrible military dictatorship, I would want to bounce that around and like explore the world and like see what else is cooking out there. All right. Yeah, that's super, super neat. That's okay. super neat. So parents are halfling and fucking dragonborn. Love that. Yeah. That's dope. It's a sexy combination. They're, 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 they were raised in the wild and they're a barbarian. They have little. That's real interesting. Do I, you, hmm. Oh, sorry. Actually, no, actually, I've got, there's actually something for this. I don't know if we, uh, going along with the thing of hitting as many cobalt prompts as we can. Okay. I actually saw one that I think. That I think we're going in this direction, and I feel like this is going to hammer down a lot for us. Hit me. A kobold that wants to be the writer for fantasy's most popular newspaper. Stop it. So, hear me out. <laughs> okay. What if there's a, um, a travel journal? 
Oh shit! In fantasy, what is that? What's that travel book called in our world? Um, National Geographic? No, 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 no. It's like a traveler's guide. Oh, it, to Google! It's Fromer's guide in our world, but in fantasy, if we have Fromer's guide in our world, what is this? Co- this kobold is essentially writing that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. uh, is that is that the we can take from a newspaper? Is they're writing a travel guide of the entire world? Yeah, yeah. What if it's um? What if they're not invent? What if they're not inventing the travel guide, but they're like submitting to it, and they're they're traveling the world to submit to this guide? Ooh, I like that. Yeah, because they're running for the most famous newspaper. They just want to be a contributor. Yeah, I love it. So I think that the the guide is called Rose's Guide because it's made by a halfling, so it's got a plant name, and I think Rose is a cool explorer name. Absolutely, Rose's Guide. So it's by, they're writing for Rose's Guide, and it's the it is a it is. As the halflings are leaving the forest, right? As they are, as they are embarking on the world, this, this guide has sort of become a thing. It is passed forth from traveler to traveler. It is this whole concept of like, hey, this is what Moon Crescent is like. Like, this is cool as hell. Here's a halfling's experience in Moon Crescent. Here's some hip spots to check out while you're in Moon Crescent. Don't miss the globe of whatever we called it. Yeah, right. Like, that's neat as hell. Yeah. Like, so I think that's a, that's a, it's a, it's a newspaper, it is a, a publication that has spread out far and wide of just, like, travelers handing it off to travelers, of like, hey, here, hey, if you're heading to Geode, here you go. Here's a guide to Geode. So what led this, uh, kobold, let's give it, let's give them a name. Yeah, why don't you roll on Table Fables for a oh, name? Oh, fuck, let's go! Um, Jeff, why don't you give me a D100 for a name? 73. Rhinal. Rhinal, that's kind of a cool name. So Rhinal wants to, uh, what is it? Write for the newspaper? Yeah, yeah. They want to write for the newspaper. They want to, they want to submit things. So maybe they're a barbarian by choice. Maybe they're like living in the wild by choice. Maybe they've come from another place. I, I, I enjoy this. I like the fact that uh, Rhinal is rough in it. Yeah. This is, um, hmm. If you're a barbarian, okay. If you're a barbarian and you're writing right? for this travel guide. Are you trying to maybe explore the more rural, less popular areas? Like, you know what I mean? Is it a, is it a nature guide? I actually, I actually, I have, I have something for that. Go ahead. Now that you mention it. Yeah. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Yes. The answer is yes. It is absolutely a nature guide because I think a lot of Rose's guide is is centered on like, hey, here's the the big thing. You know what I mean? Here's Geode. Like, there's tons of writing on Geode. But nobody is going just, hey, I'm going to go to the top of this mountain. Ooh. Just see this mountain. Or like, I'm going to hang out in this swamp for a month. Oh, shit. And Jeff, there there has to be like fucking suburbs of these major cities. Oh, that's interesting too. Is, yeah. So is Rhinel sees the Roses Guide and Rhinel is inspired to go out to the smaller communities that are outside mm-hmm. of these major cities and tell their stories and get oh. their perspectives and get, you know, what's cool to do in East Hampton, New Jersey. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? What's cool yeah. to do in Mount Holly? What's cool to do in they're, Mays Landing? They're a cultural anthropologist. Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> but a barbarian. <laughs> well, that's, oh, that's, that's why they're doing it. That's, that's exactly why they're doing it. It's, well, here's what it is. Okay. They've, they, they started getting these roses guides, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they started, they started greeting, meeting travelers on the road, and they would hand them, they'd be like, hey, here's some, some books that we have. And they were reading them, and they were like, this is cool, but like, 
this is all like the big city. None of this is like where I live. None of this is about the stuff around me. Ooh. And so they started submitting pieces of like, hey, out in, out in like Gobbs Creek Swamp. Here's things to do. Here's the things to do in Gobbs Creek Swamp. Check out the coolest playground in Gobbs Creek Swamp. Yeah, and it's a picture of like a tire swing. <laughs> Just a sad, lonely tire swing dangling above like a poison bog. But there's people in that bog, and their story yeah, needs to be told. Yeah, they're having a blast. Yeah, they have a great fucking time. I like this too because, uh, you know, like Dragon's got a bad rep, and yeah. I think that Rhinel's whole thing is to be like, you don't. Uh, you don't need to be afraid of the unknown. Like, the major yeah, cities yeah, yeah. are great, but these areas, like the dragons, are misunderstood, and, like, times are changing, and you need to know that there's more places than just Moon Crescent, Geo, mm-hmm. Purithika, blah, blah, blah. There's other spots out there that are also baller and, like, up and coming, and, like, or just staying the same and doing really great and just mm-hmm. keeping true to what they do. And I think it's Rhino's job to document this stuff and get yeah. it into the guide. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fascinating. And I think it's, like... I think it adds another layer to the Rose's Guide because Rose's Guide starts as, like, a a travel guide. It starts as, like, a tourist guide. Yeah. But now there's, like, cool adventure sites in it because it's like, hey, there's this cave that, like, spirits live in. And you go inside and the spirits of the dead are just, like, in it. And there's, like, ancient treasure in there. And so there's, like, cool adventure things that you, like, there's rumors and there's, like, hey, hey, did you ever hear about the, uh, the pit of the, the pit of the Grand Spider? I haven't. You go into the, it's like, you go into this valley, you go to this cave, you go down a few, a few levels, and there's this massive monument to this old, dead, petrified, like, spider thing. And it's these details of these places that are just, like, completely off the beaten path. Are these places becoming popular? (laughs) Is that bad? It has its pluses and minuses. Okay, because I'd like to talk about, (laughs) because, because you know what this would lead to. Fantasy yuppies are moving into poison bogs and shit. <laughs> are we are we gentrifying fantasy? Or no? Do you want to stay away from this and we'll go back to central casting? No, I think this is an interesting thing to talk about. I think it's interesting. I think there's pluses and minuses. Okay. Because I think part of it, is, yeah, I think there's that that happens. Yeah, like things, but the spirit cave would be like full of tourists being like, I want to see the ghosts of the dead. And these people right. are, like, leaving chewed bubblegum on, like, the cave walls, and that becomes, like, a cute tradition. And it's like, no, this is the, you know, this is, this area's, like, treasured monument, and right. it's become, like, some kind of bullshit tourist trap, man. Yeah, I think that definitely happens to it. Hmm. I think that's interesting. I think there's something interesting there. Okay. So that happens a little bit, at which point they switch up their writing style to be, like, conservativist. Oh, you, we, we did say that they, this is a nature thing. Yeah. So they're switching it up to be like, no, you have to like, they're talking about now how to do this responsibly. Ooh. Once, cause I think that happens at first and then they kind of have to brush against it and start writing articles of like, no, this is a new, so they have to start basically kickstart a trend of like responsible exploration. Yeah. Oh, because I think it definitely was taken advantage of. So it oh, would, sure. it would be like, you know, if you're in what was it called, Bog Water, Bog's Bog Creek. <laughs> if you're in Bog, <laughs> if you're in Bog's Creek, 
and you've been living there for centuries, uh, you and your family, and all of a sudden, like, railroad tracks and road are mm-hmm. being plowed so that people can reach your sweet tourist traps easier. You're like, yes, this is connecting us with the outside world, but you did pave over my family's land, and yeah. that's fucked. And so it's up to uh, Rhinel to kind of, I think, hmm, but how does how does Rhinel control this? You know, is mm. it just writing, or does the, is that where the barbarian side comes out? Is that the muscle? Hmm. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of both. I think they're writing pieces to be like, no, you need to stop doing this. But also, like, if somebody wants to tear down a forest, you can bet Rhinel's going to be there to fuck him up. How powerful is Rhinel? Do you want to roll and see real quick? Is there a way to do that? Roll me a d20. 10. Level 10. Okay, that's not bad. They're pretty strong. They're pretty strong. They're pretty strong. So there's a level 10 barbarian who, okay, I will go so far as to say, Jeff, that if you start, yeah, if you're fucking with these rural spaces and like trying to develop them up, like if contractors start like Mm -hmm. building up on farmland illegally, I think Rhinel shows up and wields a, what is their weapon? Uh, Okay, roll me a d20. All right. Nine. Motherfucker uses a hammer. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And so if you if you fuck with Rhinel and you fuck with this travel guide, because this is a nature conservation guide, this is a it's yeah. it's all about appreciating these things as they are. It's not about like watching them from a distance. This isn't like a I'm not thinking of this as some like cultural anthropologist like Jane Goodall sitting in the bushes, like watching people like go about their day. It's more just about like how uh how like california there are certain areas that you mm-hmm. like can't build on they keep it like just mm-hmm. wilderness and this would be instead of a law it's a motherfucker with a hammer yeah <laughs> well i think there's some i think there's something interesting because i think i think there's an interesting development here okay because rose's guide is is distributed to travelers it's distributed to people that are like exploring you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i think that if like development and gentrification type things happening, it's because it that that guide goes beyond like explorers and travelers and gets into the hands of like tourists and developers and real estate people. Mm. So I think Rhino has the ability to rally a a posse. So I think they're not fighting alone. I think they have a gang of adventurers of, of like explorers? adventurers and explorers that like Ooh. defend these natural spaces. That's fucking awesome. So it's like what's it called? The Forest of... The Forest Fighters. Ooh, the Forest Fighters. I love this. Uh, so yeah, it's sort of like, so there is like a coalition of con- of environmental conservationists or like societal conservation of just like not yeah. fucking up stuff that you don't own. Like you, I truly think that Rhino believes like that you can't just, you can't take what you want. Yeah. And if you try to, you're going to get wrecked by some really mm-hmm. powerful warriors. It's not like, I'll sue you. It's like, no, I will chop you in half. Yeah, I will smash your construction equipment to nothing and burn it to the ground. Yeah, you will have to answer to the forest fighters. Ooh. So is this like a, okay, so I'm going to take this a step further then. Jeff, this sounds like Robin Hood and the Merry Men. Mm, I like that a lot. Except we're going with just like, this is Rhinel and the forest fighters, where it's like, these motherfuckers live in these unexplored places. They have like a knowledge of the land and they're mm-hmm. okay. No, they're just like plants, not plants literally, but in the way of like, you have like a station, like you live in one yeah. of these towns and 
you know, your job is to maintain. Ooh, are they like environmental scientists as well? Or some mm-hmm. are, I guess. Yeah, I think there's definitely an element of that. Yeah, they're maintaining population. They're maintaining like the environmental homeostasis. Mm-hmm. And if someone shows up, it's like they power up and draw their great axe and chop you in half. Yeah. I like this. So you just live there. It's just people living in towns. I think, oh, sorry, I've been talking for a long time. No, but, no, no. So Rhinel is going to these places. And in there, you start like a forest fighter station. And then mm-hmm. you get recruits from each town. It's like, hey, do you want to help this travel guide get better? And also help keep where you live the same as it is, only benefiting it. Like, the, knowing that there will, like, think changes can happen, but no one's going to come in and fucking ruin it for you. Mm-hmm. Then become a forest fighter and fight for what you believe is right and mm-hmm. help protect your turf, help protect where you live and your way of life. Mm-hmm. I love this. So you can just join. It's like a club. Yeah. Like, I would imagine Eliza is a forest fighter of, like, the frozen north. Oh, at some point. At some point. And yeah, I think probably after Callahan dies. I oh, think yeah. She, she settles in and becomes a forest fighter. Ooh. And it's like of any region of fantasy, the forest fighters are just, like, hidden. I've I've got something. Okay. There's a magical item. Oh. oh. It is handed out among all of the uh, the forest fighters. When you join, when, when, when Rhino comes to your town or your region and makes a station and, and handpicks you. They give you a a horn, the horn of the forest. Oh. You blow it, and any person holding another horn can hear it. Oh. And are called to your aid. Oh, that's so good. Oh. So it's this, it's this network of people that stretches across the globe, and they may never have met, but when you hear the horn, you move in that direction, and you might not get there right away. It might take days. It might take weeks. But when, but when you hear the horn, you move. Okay, Jeff, that's really fucking cool. And it also makes me think that Rhinel is a little mystical. Oh, for sure. There's definitely some magic. I mean, magic is abound. Let's go into central casting because I want to find out where Rhinel comes from because this is, this is like some really heroic shit. This is like extraordinary levels of like, and I will give you a magic horn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. So where should we start? Uh, I'm gonna skip a lot of the background stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll go right into the significant events of childhood and adolescence. Fuck yeah! So roll me a, roll me a d3. Uh, half an eagle, so six. Okay, so they've got three notable events that happened in childhood. So roll me a d20, and we'll do this three times. Twelve. Twelve. 17. The first one is the first one is a 12. Okay. They gain a friend. <gasps> Ooh. D- is it someone we know or is it a new person? Roll me a d20. 2. What <laughs> What a friend, possibly a companion. That's what it How says. Is How is that? How what is that? <laughs> well, um, let's, this let's GM decides who. So yeah, let's talk it out. Okay. So <laughs> this is the book saying, "This is the book saying, like you fucking deal with it, <laughs> yeah. Aaron and Jeff." Yeah, you've got yeah, Aaron and Jeff. You've gotten yourself into a very elaborate story very quickly, and now you have to because we have, and now we have to dig our way out. Um. Okay. So a friend, they're a friend. You got welcome, a friend. welcome to all my fantasy children. Where this is so much harder. <laughs> okay. So we have a friend. All right. Um. Who would be a friend of, this is, this is early, this is childhood, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so to talk about that, let's just decide very quickly. So it's a dragonborn and a, and a halfling growing mm-hmm. up in, do you want to say, in one of like the suburbs of one of the cities? 
Let's say it's in the forest. In the haunted forest? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay, so also, is the haunted forest actually haunted, or is it just a name? I think it's definitely actually haunted. I think there's a variety, there's all sorts of, like, Jeff is, things in the forest. Jeff, does Rhinel have a ghost friend? <gasps> yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a ghost friend, and I think, uh, I, I guess they start hanging out because Rhinel was, hmm, so Rhinel grows up in the haunted forest. There aren't a lot of people around, obviously. And so Rhinel makes what everyone thinks is an imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. But in reality, they have made friends with a g-g-g-ghost. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... um, Like a forest spirit. Oh, now you done changed the motherfucking game. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, let's just... We'll keep it simple, so we just keep this train rolling. In, okay. the, ha- in the haunted forest, this forest nymph, whose yep. name is Cedar. Cedar. So Cedar the forest nymph. Uh, is noticing that um, her tree, her uh, her bark of her of her tree that she's uh, soul bound to, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I guess she's like tethered to one of the haunted trees. Mm-hmm. Um, is it's getting eaten away by a fungus? Oh no! And mm-hmm. the only person that can stop the fungus spreading is Rhinel. Mm-hmm. And Rhinel, you know, solves the problem. Blah 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 blah. But sees like the impact that it actually made, and you know, just truly helped a friend. <gasps> oh no! What? The spirit is the horn of the forest. <gasps> Go on, please. The, the horn is crafted from the wood of this great massive tree. Oh, God, Jeff, the, did the tree die or did was it like... The tree didn't die. Rhino was talking to Cedar in the forest and describing this plan and Cedar said, you'll need help. You'll need backup. And Rhino said, well, I can't. There's so many places that are in danger. And Cedar said, then I'll call them. Oh. And guided Rhinel into making this horn from the tree that bound Cedar's spirit. Just a little and bit, so though, Cedar, right? Just, like, not, like, all of it. <laughs> did he, I, did he well, have to chop down Cedar's tree? Well, here's the thing. Even if the tree is chopped down, it doesn't, like, hurt Cedar. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're it right. doesn't it doesn't it it only it only matters that the object exists. It doesn't matter in if it, if it changes shape. And also, even if it chops down the tree, yeah, the, if Cedar is now soulbound to all the horns, mm-hmm. then it's just like Cedar gets to see. Oh, this is getting a little better because Cedar's trapped in the haunted forest. It's like, I know a way that I can see the world too. Because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure that Rhinel is telling Cedar about all it, all of their plans to see the entire world. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's the halfling in me that makes me want to go out there and see everything and explore. It's like, can, I, I can't come with you though, Rhinel. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm with this tree. What if? And then they carve the horn together. And then when and then when Rhino realizes that they need backup for the forest fighters, Cedar's like, well, we'll just make more horns. Ooh, so the spirits of the forest are all... If you're an adventurer, you get a forest companion, Jeff. Well, I think it's I think it's just I think is it just Cedar's it's, tree? It's just Cedar. Yeah, it's not, it's but not it, deforesting. But, but her concert, her consciousness is spread across the entire world, so she sees the entire. She gets to see the entire world and gets to defend it because when somebody blows the horn, she lets out a cry, and then everyone hears it. This is amazing. How cool is that? That's really fucking good. Well done, sir. Um. So, All right, roll me another D20. Hell yeah. Oh, no, I'm fucking jazzed. At first, I was like, where are we going? Now, oh, we got f- uh, draconian hippies. 20. 
An age-specific event occurs. Special events of childhood. Roll me another d20. 19. An event that would normally... Roll me another d20. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Central Casting. I may even leave that part in. (laughs) Just because it's like, hey, welcome all to not all these games are great. No, yeah, leave that in, because this is just... Jeff, you want to know what I rolled again? What's that? A fucking 19. I rolled another problematic 19. Something wonderful occurs. Ooh! Okay. So... Now we're getting somewhere. Do we know what age? Uh, It's something... Well, it just says something wonderful, and there's a table for something wonderful. Okay, let's do it. Roll me a d20. We're closing in on what this thing is. Ten. Roll me another d20. (laughs) This episode... 16. Whoa. A disease almost kills Rhino, but Rhino becomes immune to all disease. Whoa. Okay. Okay, I got it. Yeah. They they kill the it's like a it's a shambling mound that is trying to kill Cedar. Okay. Which is a giant walking mound of fungus I... that devours things. Fuck yeah. Rhino kills it. Breathes in some of this like living noxious fungus. Of course become and suddenly like that fungus is just in their blood and their body and they're not a hundred percent the person that they were now they're now they're sort of a fungal almost cyborg okay no i'm down that was very excited it didn't was not skeptical yeah you're kind of like you know cable oh from the x-men i will say that this is the second time cable has come up and i'm so about that because the first one was when we talked about what amy is is like and this is like what a cobalt is like. Oh, I love this. So Rhino's like a cobalt, but instead of instead of machinery, it's a fungus. It's mushroom. <laughs> well, I mean, a mushroom is part of nature as well. Yeah. So okay, I am I love this because it's like a dragon halfling, and the halfling is like this is some primal plant halfling. Mm-hmm. And I think there are benefits to this new fungal form, and I mm-hmm. think there are drawbacks. Um, sure. I think one of the benefits is that they're immune to all disease. All the diseases, as well as, Jeff, I'm going to translate that to, um, if there's like a poison bog in a town, mm-hmm. you know who can absorb it into themselves and then cure the water? Is it Rhino? It's mm-hmm. fucking Rhino. Rhino can travel from place to place. That's pretty cool. Healing ecosystems. That's pretty cool. And that's the whole pollution thing. Like, I think mm-hmm. that one area was developed and like, we're talking Fern Gully. Like, mm-hmm. the, the thing is spewing smog and, you know, and churning Rhino out just, oil. just like, absorbed it. Uh, Rhino takes it into themselves and it's just this homeostasis reached. I think that the other, but I think the other part of the, the downside of that is every time they do it, it ages them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's cool. Yeah, I so think that's like, really cool. They just grow like 10 years in an instant. Oh, they man. absorb all this poison, but suddenly they're older and a little slower and a little heavier. And that's why it's so important to travel and get this guide out because mm-hmm. Rhinel knows that they're not going to be able to do this forever. Mm-hmm. This is definitely mm-hmm. finite. And Rhinel has a lot of hard times with Cedar where Rhinel is like, you know, I can't do this forever, but you mm-hmm. can. You can do this. You and all of the other forest fighters have a duty mm-hmm. to restoring the planet and keeping everything at a comfy, beautiful place. I can't... Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's cool. That's real cool. This is awesome. So roll me another d20 for their final adolescent event. <laughs> I love it. It's everything just in their childhood. 20. 
Roll me another d20. <laughs> oh my god! Four. Character has a close friendship with a sibling. Sibling is next oldest or next young. So, okay. They got a friendship with their sibling. Yeah, so I think it's just that they were like, they have a tight-knit relationship with their family. And that's kind of, that come that's kind of helped them gather people. You know what I mean? Connect to people. I mean, absolutely. Let's say that um, Rhinel's, one of Rhinel's parents, um, the halfling, obviously would instill all this nature stuff in them early. And then the dragon uh, parent has to inform them that, like, you know, the world sometimes is not a fair place. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. it's going to be difficult out there, and it's it's hard. And these are the things that I've been through, and I'm glad that you're in a place where you don't have to. But just know that this is a truth of the world. And actually, I've also got something. Okay, what if their sibling is just a dragon, and they ride them from place to place? Oh fuck, dragon riding. Yeah, like like the siblings like they're like we gotta go here because the the horn blew, and their their sibling is like let's fucking go, and they fly off like hop on. Okay, I absolutely love this. So now <laughs> now it's a trio. <laughs> yep, and that, and they are also a dragon, uh, mm-hmm. dragon halfling. So imagine like a short, stout <laughs> dragon with like badass well, wings, or is this? Like, I think. I think what it is is that Rhinel took after like a halfling almost. Like they have dragon features. They kind of look a little bit like Shock, where they're humanoid but dragon esque. Mm-hmm. And then their sibling, they are just a dragon. They've taken a hundred percent off of their mother, their dragon mother, and they're just like a dragon. I okay, I love that so much. <laughs> but I do. <laughs> but has like weird, messy, shaggy hair from the halfling yeah. side. Like something awful. Has was big mutton chops. <laughs> Big hairy mutton chops. Gross! I love this so much. So we got one last event to roll on. Okay. And this is an event from adulthood. Okay. Roll me that d20. No, roll me two d20. Add them together. 17 total. Learn use of a weapon appropriate to culture and society. So that's where they become a master of the hammer. Why is it appropriate, though? Hmm, let's try to justify that hammer. Hmm. Hmm. They took it from a construction site. <laughs> Ooh. So it's like a big sledgehammer. Ooh, that's really cool. Ooh, but I will say that the wood part of the sledgehammer has now, like, vines wrapped around it and flowers mm-hmm. growing out of it and, like, or it's really cool and fungal. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's both. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a nature hammer. Mm-hmm. It's called the... The wild wood. <laughs> How are you so fucking good at this? Like, oh my God, that's so good. Like, that's so good. The Wildwood. And Jeff, this is so many South Jersey references, and it makes me so We're happy. Them. We're hitting them all. Because this is for you, Vivi. This is the Wheel of the Wildwood. <laughs> Fuck yes. Okay. And do you want to roll on D&D tables real quick? Yeah. You want to rap on that? Up. Let me pull them up. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this very roundabout episode. I like, I love when we go back to basics. I can't lie, I really do. I love when it's like, it does. It makes for really interesting characters that Rhinos. Stuff that works, works. I got the D&D tables. What is the background? on the folk hero tables. Oh, fuck. That's so perfect. Holy shit. So roll me a D8. All right, D8 go. Seven. I misuse, I misuse long words in an attempt to sound smarter. (laughs) It's a barbarian. It's a barbarian, and they're a writer, so they're just writing these pieces, and sometimes they'll just be like, hmm, 
What if I change out this word? And then their editor's are like, that's not what that word means. And they just change it back. <laughs> I have to give an example. I, 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 I got an example. So the, the Temple of the Spider Queen is truly an, it is an eye-opening experience. Eye-opening is not good enough word. I want the word for like, it, 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 it lightens, it, yeah, yeah, that's, no, no, it's, uh, effervescent. That's the word. It's an effervescent. <laughs> So this is a barbarian (laughs) who just has a thesaurus. (laughs) And so their editor's like, I don't think effervescent is the word that you want. I think you want illuminating. (laughs) I think think you want, like, illuminating. Oh. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, the intelligence check doesn't have to be the highest. I mean, (laughs) their heart is in the right place, and that's what counts. But it's a barbarian at the end of the I think I got my dream, by the way, of a barbarian who wears like a suit with a briefcase. Because it's like <laughs> yep. a fucking genderless Conan going in the barbarian, walking around with a briefcase. Inside the briefcase, Jeff, you know what's inside? It's just the thesaurus. <laughs> just the thesaurus and dried leaves. Yep. Every draft is handed to the editor on dried <laughs> leaves sewn together. And the editor's gotta be like, what the? Okay. Um, you don't mean, no, that's, you used effervescent twice for two different words. <laughs> I think that's like Cedar. Cedar used that word a really long time ago. And fucking Rhinel's been obsessed with it all their life. <laughs> Just keeps like putting it into sentences. Man, this is a really effervescent day. What? It, today was terrible. Yeah. It's ter- yeah, that's what I meant. Effervescent. It's effervescent. That's not. <laughs> Being the editor of this is very difficult <laughs> because you don't want to hurt Rhinel's feelings. It's like. I ain't going out there. Damn, Rhinel goes to those places I ain't, I'm never treading to, but. Yep. So I will accept these leaves sewn together with the word effervescent every eight words. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so roll me a d6. Animal d6. Go! Oh, one horse. Respect. People deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. It's so perfect. It really lines up so well with, like, this may be a small podunk community. Uh, called Mount Holly, but God damn it, you have to respect its residents, and we are not going to build an Ots Bar and Grill in the center of fucking town. Yes. <laughs> Roll me D6 for a bond. Jeff, I got one again. This is all horse all the time. Oh, whoa. I have a family, but I have no idea where they are. One day I hope to see them again. I'm like, I'm, I'm lost. I'm effervescent. I think what happened is as they were traveling, their family also traveled. They're barbarians. They're nomads. They travel from place to place. They just don't know where their family is, but they hope to find them one day. Perhaps they will. Perhaps they won't. Perhaps they found a new family. Can I give you a halfling quote? Yeah. I think that's just how halflings kind of roll, Jeff. I think Mm. that once you start exploring, it's like, uh, I'm trying to think of like seeds on the wind. It's like, may the wind... Hopefully the winds will blow us back together one day so that we may set mm-hmm. up roots alongside each other, mm-hmm. you know, but sometimes it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all about just like, may you be a seed on the wind. Plant your roots, plant your roots where the wind drops you. Yeah. And so they just have to kind of accept this, that it's like, that's just not where my parents ended up. You know, the wind mm-hmm. took them somewhere else. And hopefully one day, uh, the wind will carry me to them and I'll see them again. Yeah. So roll me a d6. Mm-hmm. For their flaw. Three, frog. The people who knew me when I was young know my shameful secret so I can never go home again. Jeff, I don't know if you can recognize Rhinel anymore. Hmm. Like, I think the fungus, by the time that Rhinel has, like, set up the forest fighters, I'm gonna go find my parents and, like, say hello. I think 
Rhino wants to give them a horn. Mm-hmm. So Rhino climbs on the siblings' back, and they go flying, and they're, you know, they're just in search of their family. I think there has to be a moment where it's like, wait a minute, I don't, the fungus is overtaking me. I don't know if I'm even, I don't know if I'm even half draconic, half... Halfling anymore. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. That's real interesting. It's very sad. That is sad. Yeah, because, yeah, because no one knows. Wait, is it, what is, what was it only some people know about? Only some people know about it. I think only their sibling knows that they've been consumed by this thing that's slowly destroying them. Yeah. And they just keep it to themselves because they're like, it's my do, it's my thing to carry. Yeah, it's bigger, it's bigger than us. Yeah. Jeez. That's cool as hell. That's really And I think that's a wrap. Cool. I think that is definitely a wrap on Rhinal. Thank you so much, V. Yeah, we- Thank you so much. Back in the saddle again. We did it. Back at it again at the AMFC podcast. And I'm gonna do a cartwheel. Ow! I hit the Krispy Kreme sign. We have to leave now. <laughs> yeah, I gotta- Oh, shit. They're giving us that good side eye. Alright. <laughs> well, I guess let's wrap up. Thank you, Vivi, at the Foxblood, um, for giving us these two glorious prompts that finally, mm-hmm. wish granted, your kobold prompt has been made. Yeah, that was really good. Three prompts. Three prompts, technically. Holy <laughs> shit. This is awesome. And if- God, if- We're back in the saddle again. Um, if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, there are a butt-ton of ways to do that. Mm-hmm, Jeff? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can tweet at us at amfc underscore podcast. You can also tweet using the hashtag fantasychildren. You can email us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Um, and that's fucking it. <laughs> yeah, that's those are the four ways. <laughs> that's a lot. That is a lot. Oh, wait, Facebook. Um, Fa- did we say Facebook? Oh, you can also post on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. Yeah, and now that's fucking it. And that's a lot. Yeah, that's a good five ways. Yeah, feel free to join our Discord, guys. It's still a, yes. it's still open. Uh, the evergreen link is twice pinned to our pinned Twitter. Pinned to our Twitter. Yep. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice review on iTunes or backing us on Patreon at patreon.com slash allmyfantasychildren. Yeah, y'all, I can't understate that enough, how much things like iTunes reviews and tweeting about us, you know, uh, telling a friend, how much that helps us out. It really it does. It it's really great. does. Like, the more people that, you know, that you tell, the more varied prompts we'll get, the more... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. people who may consider backing us, who let us do cooler things and go to, you know, do events and do live shows and shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's that little gesture that you can make to help us out may be the difference between us coming to your town and saying hello in the form of a, I don't know. But, you know what Yeah, I mean? we're gonna do a bus tour. <laughs> we're doing, yeah, you might pay for our bus. Like, you never know. You never so, know. Yeah, so like, I would just appreciate that very much. Yes. And I'll give you a fantasy smooch. I'm bringing them what back. Else? Aaron's fantasy smooches. There's only one thing left to fucking say, and it's Jeff has another podcast. Yes, yes, I do have another podcast. It's called Party of One. It is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing games. We had two episodes in the last week. Yeah. We had uh the special episode that dropped on the AMFC feed, as well as... Another episode of our Project Wingspan campaign, which is like a super soldier, diesel punk, steampunkish war story that's pretty cool. Yeah, if you have an interest in playing tabletop games with just one other person, or just learning a lot about tabletop games and how to play them more, or just like listening to people playing games. Seriously, I cannot stress enough how good Party of One is, and you need to listen to it immediately. Like, t- fucking turn this off. Don't listen to that exit music. Just kidding, dude. Well, yeah, because we got a verbal hug now. Oh, shit. All right, um, I have one. Um, Go for it. Because it's 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 been a two, it's been two weeks for me. It's been a two weeks. Um, 
acting is not fun, particularly, because you never get to do it. It is a lot of mm-hmm. rejection and a lot of bad feelings. And it is and very important to have a support system. And if you don't have one, it's important to be a support system for someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot mm-hmm. stress that enough that if you know someone, just be there for them all the fucking time if you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to lift them up as much as possible because... God, it just means the world to it does. someone who's going through some shitty times. I'm not saying that I'm just going through fucking theater woes, but I'm saying that like being there for someone can mean it can mean a huge it can make a huge difference for one person. Just being mm-hmm. there to lift them up, even if it's just you know asking them what's going on, and if they tell you that it's shitty, you know, just be there to listen. You don't have to lecture them on how they can fix it, mm-hmm. but you can talk about it, and that's that means the fucking world to people man it does it really does it does yeah and i hope that uh what we're doing with this show can i mean i I can't be your support system unfortunately unless you're on the discord and i can just scream motivational advice at you but like i hope that this gives you positive feels and helps you out if you're in a low tide yeah yeah i do too Hmm? good that's a good one good (sighs) and on that note yeah until next time Good night and and good good game. game.